Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from the 6th and Peabody studio and across the OutKick network, this is OutKick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. We are live from 6th and Peabody in the beer garden. Why? Because it's Friday before a massive college football and NFL weekend, and it's a beautiful day. Beer garden, jam-packed for Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Austin Price of VolQuest.com about to join us here across the Outkick Network. We're going to preview all things Tennessee and Georgia. And uh, later this hour, we will get into the top college football games tomorrow and break it down, including Alabama and LSU. Guys, so Chad's going to try to go dark around halftime. Ain't happening. Around Tennessee, Georgia, he's going to try to go dark. He's got to coach his daughter's game. There is no chance, zero chance, that he doesn't hear what has happened in the second half in Athens by the time the game is over. Agreed. So, Even, my, no matter how hard you try, I am the assistant coach on this on this squad. <laughs> my head coach. We have a group me going with all the parents. I didn't send anything. I just told him what I'm attempting to do. And then he sent a message to the entire group and said, there are diehard Vols fans in this, in, in this team Organization. family. So if you're watching the game, <laughs> refrain from saying anything post-game or giving any hints about what's happening during the game because we're going to be That's on the bench coaching. across I from the parents, that. right? So I'll be kind of seeing what's going well, on. You're going to know based on how they're, the they're going to be watching Mood. the game. Reaction. I'm not going to read too much into it. I just don't want anyone to come up and say something directly. Congratulations, If, if everyone gathers around a mom's phone, you're going to know that there's a huge well, play here's, coming. Look, up. it's it's very tricky. I, I'm not I'm not claiming it's going to work. You know, with no problems. Right. The issue will be the scorekeeper. There's going to be a bookkeeper and someone working the scoreboard to my left or right, based on where I am on the bench. Right. They're going to be watching the game, so I can't stop them from watching if they want. They're going to have it on their phone. They're going to prop it up. They're going to be reacting, and I'm going to be right next to them on our bench yep. during the game. That will be the problem. That's going to be the issue. That's a, that's not going to be it. There's going to be way more issues unanticipated. Remember in Jurassic Park, the chaos theory, you <laughs> drop the water on the hand, and it could go all different directions, all different things can happen? That's what's going to happen to you. I wish you luck. I admire the attempt. But it's going to fail miserably. I've tried it, this. I've tried oh. this with European soccer games <laughs> exactly. that nobody gives well, a damn about here's how, in this whole field. And somehow somebody will say something about what Chelsea has done Colin, at Colin a game. At, no, less than that. I know Colin's a fan. I can tell Colin so not to tell me. Here's going to be the issue. I'm going to see a, a, a reaction at some point. And, and the way my brain works, I'm going to know the exact time. And as I'm fast-forwarding watching you every play, I'm anticipating, oh, this is where it's going to happen here. Oh, so look at this. Uh, great. Uh, oh, thank you. Outkick 360. She doesn't even work here. Season ticket holder, Lindsey Standifer. Uh, what great service for Lindsey. Easy. We're about to be joined by Austin Price of VolQuest.com. 
Cheers to you, Chad. Cheers. Cheers. And uh, we're, I know we're about to be joined by Austin because I can hear... Oh, we thought you had a drink. Yeah. Very loudly. We can hear the entire interaction. Yes. Between he's going to be Austin with right us now. in about 60 seconds. I'd say like there. 57 seconds. Exactly. There, we exactly. heard it all. It was great. Uh, sixth and Peabody, the place to come if you're in the, the Nashville area. Pre-game and post-game here. Yeehaw Beer, Old Smoky Moonshine. They've got White Duck Taco Shop. Chad's tried them all. Uh, including Big Daddy's Dogs, which is also outside oh, here in the Big Garden. That's no, not true. The only thing I've not tried is the Lamb Euro. Oh, it's great. That's one of my I've, favorites. I've not really? done it yeah. yet. Yeah. We've tried it all. It's one of my favorites. We've tried it all. Between me and Paul, we've tried, we've tried it all. And Hutton's tried one thing. He gets the chicken quesadilla every time. <laughs> is that salad-like? Is no. there something salad-like about it I just, that it draws you Hutton to it? finds one thing he likes and he I just sticks it with more. it. One yeah. thing. Just I appreciate it more. I appreciate it more. Austin Price of VolQuest.com joins us as we preview Tennessee and Georgia. It's like Austin with Christmas decorations. He oh, there might be one up. Is there one up? Let's what? bet. Let's bet. We won't see because he's by phone only oh. today. Austin, hope you're doing well. And, man, what what a massive game in a season that we have not predicted whatsoever for Tennessee. <laughs> oh, no doubt. I mean, they, you know, nobody saw this coming. I mean, even if you thought – you know, I mean, I thought, you know, I picked eight and four before the season started. I thought Tennessee could be better than that. But in no world, where in my world did I think Tennessee would be eight and oh going to Athens, Georgia, playing for a spot, not just in Atlanta, but realistically, if they win this game, whoever wins this game, uh, they're going to go into the SEC championship game undefeated and, in my mind, lock in a playoff spot. So, um, you know, it, it, it's wild. And, uh, you know, I think if you've learned anything from this season, is don't doubt Tennessee this year. Um, you know they're they're a team that's played well together. They've kind of come together, and you know they 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 play very you know good complementary football. Um, at times when the defense has struggled, the offense has picked them up. Go back to the Pittsburgh game, the offense kind of struggled at points. The defense picked them up. Special teams just come up big at certain points, and uh, so you know this is a game where Tennessee goes in. I don't think they fear Georgia. I don't think Tennessee fans fear Georgia. Um, that just you know, when you look at you know the rivalry over the years, this game's been more competitive, and uh, Tennessee's won it more than the Georgia or than the Florida and Alabama um, rivalry the last 15 years. So I think Tennessee goes in there feeling like go play our game and and come out with a W. Awesome Price with us, VolQuest.com. They've got you covered on all things Tennessee athletics, and by far the best when it comes to the Vols football program. So, we've seen the line. Georgia favored by eight as they host Tennessee tomorrow. We, we saw the line as Alabama came to town a couple of weeks ago in Knoxville. And, and while it was a 10-point spread then, I think many thought, well, probably. Like, can Tennessee play on this level? And they did. So, as you saw the line in Vegas open up this week around eight and a half, what did you think about Josh Heupel and, and where Hendon Hooker is? And how this offense is going to produce game in and game out, and and the, and the fact that we haven't seen a defense slow them down yet. No, and, and you know, in Georgia, while they're really good, you know, uh, they're not what they were a year ago. And you know, anybody that thinks they are is, you know, probably overselling Georgia a good bit. I mean, they're really good. Um, but last year was eighty-five Bears, two thousand Ravens type generational good. And, um, you know, I think Tennessee can score some points tomorrow. doesn't mean they're going to win the football game because Georgia offensively, even though they're not super dynamic at wide receiver, they're ridiculously dynamic at tight end. 
and, and Georgia's always going to be able to run the football. So, um, you know, they're an offense that's produced um, right there behind Tennessee and, and the SEC. And, you know, uh, Tennessee will have to play its best game to come out with a win tomorrow. But you're right, nobody's kind of slowed Tennessee down to this point. Tennessee's not had that kind of off game um, where they've turned the football over. Hendon Hooker, you know, continues to just amaze at his ability to, you know, put the ball on the money, don't put it in harm's way, don't give it to the other team, and continue to put up massive numbers and, and score points. So, you know, I, again, I think Tennessee goes into this game really, really confident, uh, you know, and, and, and really, really grounded. You know, we've heard the last few weeks Hendon Hooker talk about after the Alabama game, this team's goal was to go to Atlanta. We said it back in January, they said, and, you know, it, it's kind of been the driving point. So I don't think they'll let themselves get too high, get too low. I don't think they – see the college football playoff rankings and bat an eye. You know, so much is going to be made about Tennessee's offense versus Georgia's defense, and I understand that because it's the best offense in America versus the second-best defense. But Georgia's offense is second-best in America also. So my question, Austin, is Tennessee's defense, I feel like, has been underrated, and people want to make a lot about the passing statistics in their defense but that's also a product of the games they've been in. Did they find another gear and another level against Kentucky last week that they can now flex against Georgia in this game? I don't know if they can flex, Chad. Um, you know, I, I think Kentucky just is just very average at throwing the football. Um, you know, I, I think all that Will Levis hype is, is great, and I get the measurables. I mean, he looks like a million dollars coming off the bus, but – you know, he did not look like a million dollars forcing the ball and underthrowing and everything else he did last week. So, I mean, I, I think maybe Tennessee might have stumbled into something at Danico Slaughter, a physical kid that can cover. Um, you know, Brandon Turnage is obviously more of a gamer than he is a practice player. Because I mean, you know, they hadn't been able to get him. They, he's not been able to get on the field, and all of a sudden, due to injuries, he's forced in there. And you know, he's handled himself pretty well, dating back to his action against Alabama and then last week against Kentucky. So. You know, I, I do think that Tennessee's defense is a little better than the statistics, you know, say. And I, and I don't think Georgia's as good as their statistics say because I don't think they've played the schedule Tennessee has. I mean, you go back, I mean, Oregon's their, their best win. That was right out of the gate. How would they fare against Oregon right now? How would Oregon fare against Georgia if they played right now? And, uh, again, I think Georgia's really, really good on both sides of the ball. I think just – so when you look at overall where they are, are they really two in both? Um, I think it's probably a little worse than that, but I still think that they're an uber-talented team that, you know, deserves every right to be the number one team in the country based off the fact that they're the defending champs and they've yet to lose. I mean, you know, I, I think, you know, if I'm Georgia, I'm playing up the fact that, you know, hey, we're not number one in the college football playoff ranking. We've never lost, you know, and, and I think that they'll come in motivated early the crowd will come in motivated to be loud early but once you get knocked in the mouth on either side uh, all that kind of goes away and it's just about playing your own game what do you think georgia does with ringo uh in terms of uh letting him follow somebody around is he on hyatt what's your educated guess as to how they deploy their their best cover guy i don't think they'll move him around i could be wrong but I don't. I think they'll just kind of keep him in a locked-in spot. Um, you know, maybe they just say. I mean, Tennessee's pretty. You know, they move Hyatt around, but they're pretty. 
pretty self-explanatory other than that. You know, Tillman's going to go out wide right, and Brew's going to go out wide left, and it'll be like that the whole game. So they may go, hey, you just go out wide right, you're going to handle Cedric Tillman the whole game. Um, now maybe they do move him around, but, uh, you know, I, I think just kind of pick your poison, right? I mean, if you want to put him on, on Jalen Hyatt, then they'll just start working, you know, Tillman and Brew, especially Tillman, who I think will be uh, – ready to go and, and 100% tomorrow. And if they want to sit back there and add another DB to the, you know, to their scheme and drop, you know, a lot to the defensive backfield, I think Tennessee will be more than comfortable to try to, you know, work the short passing game and try to run the football. I think Josh Heupel and Alex Golish, you know, while they love to score points, score points in a hurry and take vertical shots, they are more than uh, content to sit there and, you know, pop off seven or eight yards at a time on the ground. Austin, Tennessee has run the ball 61 times more than Georgia this season. They've thrown for more yards on fewer attempts. What What is the matchup that no one's talking about that at VolQuest you guys have been stressing all week? Well, I think it's, you know, uh, you talking about Tennessee offensively to Georgia defensively or, or, or anything. Yeah, either way. I, I, I think that both teams have great reason to feel like they're winning the game. Yeah, no doubt. I think both teams should be confident, right? Um, you know, I, I think this game boils down to Tennessee's ability to get off the field on third down. You know, not, not allow the tight ends to, you know, go down there and, you know, set in the bubble at eight yards on the third and seven and, and, and you know, get an easy catch and, and move the sticks. Um, and, and, and not let Stetson Bennett, who is a sneaky good athlete, you know, extend plays. You know, when you get a chance to to get to him, you've got to get to him. And uh, you go back to that Alabama game. We said this last week. If Well Levis is playing quarterback for Alabama, Tennessee's got five or six sacks. Houdini was playing quarterback for Alabama in the form of Bryce Young. That's a minute. It's not Bryce Young, but he is better than Will Levis. So he, he can avoid and elude. To me, Tennessee's got to make sure that that doesn't happen, that when they can get home, they get home. The real outlier for Tennessee offensively this year has been the pit game. And I brought this up going into the Kentucky matchup. If they could replicate what Pat Narduzzi did defensively against Tennessee. My question, though, Austin, is looking back at that game, and what was for Tennessee a poor performance offensively, was that more of what Pitt was doing or what Tennessee was not doing? And when you look at all those dudes on Georgia's defense, isn't this a team that can very easily say, okay, we're going to attempt that? and see if we can hold them down under 30 points in this game. Yeah, I mean, I think that's possible. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. If, I don't think Tennessee pits the best matchup for Tennessee, but I also think some of that was self-inflicted on Tennessee's part. Um, at that point in the year, Tennessee, the offensive line was not what it is now. Um, they're a unit that's playing with so much confidence. Um, you know, even a guy like, you know, you look at offensively, Romel Keaton stepped up, but really a guy like Princeton Fant, Princeton Fant wasn't playing with the confidence then that he is with now. And so, you know, for my liking, I just think that, you know, the confidence of the offense, the confidence of the team in general carries a certain weight. Again, doesn't mean Tennessee's going to win the game tomorrow because Georgia will be equally as confident, but I think they go into this with a certain mindset to where, I don't think that they worry about anything Georgia throws at them, you know, on either side of the ball. I think that they'll be ready. And I think even if they were to get punched in the mouth early, 
they've shown the ability to respond uh, this year, and, and I think you'll see them respond. I've said this all week, Austin. I feel like this is a Cedric Tillman-type game because Georgia's not going to have a lot of bust, but Tennessee's going to have plenty of opportunities to throw it up in, in man-to-man coverage, one-on-one, when they want. And we know who the go-up-and-get-it guy has been for Tennessee. Is Tillman completely healthy, and do you agree that this could be a big reintroduction game for Tillman? I do. I do. I think that this is a game where you'll see him get used uh, a lot. And I think, you know, last week he played more snaps than they had intended to, but then once the game got to a certain point and he didn't have to play, they shut him down. They didn't keep him out there. Um, Played, what, about 40 snaps last week, and, uh, you know, I think he'll be good to go. The one thing you didn't see him do last week with him was, you know, put him going vertical. And I think that's something you could see this week, some wrinkles where, you know, it's a look that where Hyatt has been going vertically, but Hyatt breaks it off, and you see a stutter go to Cedric Kilman, um, you know, to get vertical and, and see, you know, how Georgia responds to that. Austin Price, you can follow him on social at Austin Priceless. How do you see this game going tomorrow, Austin? Uh, I picked it 44-35. I just think Tennessee's too tough to slow down. I don't think Georgia is what they were a year ago. Um, a year ago, Tennessee went to the red zone five times. They didn't cash in a whole lot. But, again, this is a, a different Georgia defense. Uh, they, they lose Nolan Smith. They get Jalen Carter back, and he's a phenomenal player. But I think they really needed both those guys uh, against Tennessee. Um, you know, they'll plug in some really highly touted guys, um, but I just don't think that it's the same that we saw a year ago, and I think Tennessee has a, an excellent shot to go on the road and get a win. Either way, I think it's a really, really good football game. Austin, what do you make, if anything, of Josh Heupel's very laid-back, almost jokey demeanor all week with every media availability that he's had? He seems very loose going into this game. Well, I think Coach Heupel's loose in a lot of games, um, you know, especially when it, you know, when it comes to his team. And so I think he's tried to that, – that, that's, you know, kind of the persona he's tried to implement, especially this week with them being one in the college football playoff. He doesn't want to seem tense because, you know, his, his players can, can sense that. And, you know, Coach Heupel's naturally a confident guy. Um, as, as, you know, someone told me this week, you know, I, I imagine, you know, this is very similar to – what it was like, you know, working, you know, with Coach Spurrier, you know, back in the 90s, you know, offensively, there's just so much confidence going into every game, you feel like you can score. Um, doesn't mean you're going to win them all, but there's confidence that you will go in and, and be able to put points on the board uh, against just about anybody. And, you know, I think that's a, you know, a good way to put it. I do feel like one of two things happens. One, either the Vols struggle to reach 30, or we, we see Kirby Smart in a post-game presser look bewildered based on a play that hit that they have actually seen on tape, that they practiced against, and that they were ready for. We saw Mark Stoops admit that after the Tennessee-Kentucky game. I think one of the two things there, and, and because of that, I don't think Georgia's capable of blowing out Tennessee. You can mention blowout, but whatever, whatever – uh, spread you want to put on that I would put 14 plus um, meanwhile I think Tennessee if they get up the same amount 18 or whatever it was early on Bama I don't think Georgia's coming back from that yeah I mean 
I, I knew Kentucky couldn't. I won't say Georgia can't, um, but I, I just think that if Tennessee gets up 18, I don't know if you're going to have that, unless it's kind of like where Georgia scores at the end of the first half, gets the ball to start the second, and, and, and wins that, yeah. that middle eight because of timing. Uh, I don't disagree with you, but I do think there's a scenario where, you know, if they fall behind 18, they could potentially get back and make it a football game again. Again, it's for a playoff spot. It's for a spot in Atlanta to play for the SEC championship. Um, you know, Tennessee's playing with house money tomorrow. Now, nobody expected them to be here. They get to go in as the underdog, even though they're one in the college football playoff ranking. And, uh, you know, I think if you're a Tennessee fan, win or lose, you've got to be tickled pink with uh, kind of where uh, this is uh, this is headed under Josh Heupel. And let's face it, Tennessee's not losing either of the last three because Vanderbilt, Missouri, and South Carolina, while capable yeah. of beating just about anyone on a Saturday, can't score with Tennessee. They can't score enough to beat Tennessee, in my opinion. Austin Price, FallQuest.com, the site. They've got you covered all weekend. Austin, appreciate it, man. Enjoy it, and uh, we look forward to catching up with you next week. Thanks. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Austin Price. Austin Priceless on Twitter and social is where you can follow him. VolQuest.com, the site. When we come back, we'll go straight college football. The top matchups for tomorrow. We will end with our big thoughts on Tennessee and Georgia. We'll also weigh in on Alabama, LSU, and much more on OutKick 360. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. From 6th and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine, we welcome you back to Outkick 360 across the Outkick Network. Big college football games, the, the big games this weekend. Guys, Texas Tech on the road against TCU. The Frogs favored by 8.5. And, and when you look at the college football playoff rankings and you start comparing resumes, TCU knows they can't lose. Just based on how the rankings, look at where there Alabama is. no is. margin for error for the Horn Frogs. And knowing that None. Oregon's right behind them. Point being, Texas Tech, only an eight-and-a-half-point dog on the road to TCU. To me, I'm paying attention to this tomorrow where I think Texas Tech goes in and gives them a game. Am I crazy? Uh, I haven't seen much of all, Texas Tech this year. We have year. seen some craziness where last year's a prime example. You have some losses at the end. Ohio State, you know, ends up being sixth or seventh in the final rankings when it's all said and done. Point being, we've seen crazier things happen than so, the Raiders beating TCU. I think this is interesting. Over that it's, a single digit, it's a single-digit line, and TCU's the home team against Texas yep. Tech, who's right around 500. Um, that's interesting to me. 
Now, if, if I had to guess, where will TCU fall? And I believe they will. It would be Texas or Baylor that will be the ones that get them. But, no, I wouldn't be shocked if it's Texas Tech. Um, I, look, this is a team that's capable of going to Fort Worth and, and winning. I just feel like TCU, if they're going to drop one, it's going to be Texas or Baylor or a Big 12 championship. But we talked about it when the playoff rankings came out Tuesday night. TCU is the loser in all of this. Yes. Because they lose, they have no chance. Tennessee loses tomorrow, they still have a great chance. I would say better than 50% if they went out to sneak into the back of the playoff. TCU loses one game, they're out. Well, did they deserve a chance with one loss based on the schedule? I mean, the teams we're talking about. No, they don't. Texas is good. Baylor's good. What they deserved is better than seven. To start. Yes. Yeah, to start. They deserve their moment early because they're ultimately, we think, going to lose. And they should have had a celebratory week. Even at seventh, if they keep winning and you see Tennessee, Georgia. Clemson. You know. Alabama's playing LSU's tent. Like again, like there's a yeah, things could have fallen into place. There are for them. Ohio State still plays Michigan. You know there will be matchups where if TCU just continues to win, they're in. That's apparent based on the just the view that they have right now. It's not that far still, from seven to three. Still, they they cannot to four. I mean. They cannot have any let up. And to Chad's point, there are a couple of games where you look at and be like best chance. But then I look at the spread and I look at the over-under. The over-under is 69-and-a-half between Texas Tech and TCU. It's a shootout, which means it's a fourth-quarter game, and I will not be shocked if we see some upsets. TCU, we haven't talked much about that game. If you start looking around college football, though, I think a lot of people believe that Tennessee can beat Georgia. A lot of people believe that LSU can beat Alabama tomorrow. Notre Dame-Clemson, maybe not. but No. Maybe so. I'll again, be, I'll again, be watching and pulling for them. Look at the spread. Not happen. Point being, tomorrow could be a massive college football shakeup. What is the spread of the Notre Dame? Clemson? Three and a half. Really? Uh, Clemson's favored by three and a half on the road. I Small think that's line. A hopeful spread. So Alabama and LSU under the lights in Death Valley. The Tigers have been playing great for three straight weeks since they lost to Tennessee. Alabama, they put up forty nine against Tennessee. Missed a field goal at the end. Tennessee. Drives down the field, gets a field goal to win. Where do we see the tide right now versus where we see LSU? And what's the line of demarcation for this matchup tomorrow night in Baton Rouge? Do we believe that LSU, since the Tennessee game, is truly this juggernaut we saw against Ole Miss and Florida? Or are they more of the problems that you saw against Tennessee and, and at times in those games too? but against Tennessee and then against Florida State. Here's what I'll say about Alabama's front against LSU. LSU's offensive line is not that of Tennessee's or Texas or a team that's given them problems. Will Anderson should feast in this game. Yes. Alabama's front should feast in this game. Daniels is a type of quarterback that he wants to be unscripted, right? He's not a... Let's get the snap and let's go to my first read yeah, or look at two serving. or three. Jalen Daniels, the guy who's going to get the snap, and he wants to run. He wants to improvise the moment he gets the snap. Does that work against Bama's defense the way it did against Ole Miss or the way it did against Florida? I'm starting to lean more towards you, Hutton. I don't think so, but I have seen some crazy bleep happen in Death Valley at night and in this series for years and years. We watched Saban teams that dominated college football 
go up against LSU. And what did I always say? LSU's not scared. That's the one team on the schedule that has the dudes athletically that match up well with Alabama that aren't scared. Having laid all that out, though, maybe LSU should be scared of this matchup. I think I think Bama is clearly the better a, team a rare week, with a much better quarterback. A rare week, I feel like we're overlooking the Crimson Tide. That's why my money's with Alabama covering. The and r- also, why did Tennessee win, Paul? Hendon Hooker matched Bryce, Bryce Young, yeah. right? He matched him in that game, and he has the ability to do yeah. that. That's he may win the Heisman Trophy. Gonna happen it's here. not dangerous. The, the rankings say no. But do drunken fans at Tiger <laughs> Stadium say yes to rushing the field should the upset oh, happen? Yes, it's absolutely. And do does Alabama then clear the field without incident? They will, because they've done it many times except for Knoxville. Well, what's funny is six previous times, I, I, no incident. All eyes are on them, if right? They, if they know it's over, if it's one of those like they're up ten. With a minute Get left, early. I think Saban would just tell his everybody not in the game to leave. All eyes are on one player, not Alabama. That would be an amazing video of Jermaine Burton just being escorted off the field before it all goes down. Hey, let's get this guy out of here in case something well, happens. We don't understand. I don't think they're rushing the field, though. I think Bama wins. No, I know. But I, I we're just want to play the hypothetical it, game We're going to get to it do. with our last game of the week. Uh, but I have thought, does Georgia rush the field, beating the number one team in America? <laughs> In winning this game, it sounds hilarious, right? But I it's a win at home over number one in the question. country. You can't. Okay. As the third-ranked team in defending national champions? I say no. I say no you should way. not. I say you should not, but it's incredible how the, the, the mindset around playing Tennessee has changed so quickly now. Look, that's teams. a big win. That's not a storm. There's no storm the field win for Georgia this year. If you are the undefeated defending national champion, you should not storm no. your own field against anyone. You should turn and leave the stadium. But will someone try it, and will that lead sure. to more people doing it? I'd be embarrassed for Georgia if they did that. I just want to have a great night. <laughs> I mean, that's why they're doing it. That's what you tell the cops. Yeah. I, just, I just really want to have, have a, a good great night. night by turning and getting a good spot in the bar. Yeah, I just really want to have a good night, officer. Many of these kids can't. So many have said that before. Or the frat. Many of these kids can't get a great spot in the bar. We'll get a great spot in the frat. Yeah. Well, their 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 bar is taking a selfie yeah. with the flask they snuck snuck into <laughs> exactly. the game and swigging it at yeah. the fifty yard line after the game. Swigging it in the in the stadium. It, 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 so that'd be ridiculous. Look, just looking forward here, Clemson on the road against Notre Dame, three and a half point favorites on the road. I feel as confident in Clemson as I do Alabama in the fact that I feel like I'm more certain about who LSU is and who Notre Dame is based on the body of work here. But my preseason perception of both Bama and Clemson hasn't changed all that much. Clemson, to me, was a top-ten program. So if you want to put them at four, five, six, whatever it is, I still think they're light years better top to bottom, better coach, the whole thing than Notre Dame, even on the road. Same thing for Bama tomorrow when it comes to quarterback, running back, defense, the whole thing. I think Vegas is trying to set up everyone based on recency bias this week, and they're going to point to, well, the house money is backing the favorites for a reason, and it ends up being not even close to what the line ends up being. See, I I, uh, completely disagree with you. I'm going to go big here. We're going to wake up the echoes. Notre Dame's winning this game. Notre Dame has the defense and the guys up front to slow down Clemson's run, running, rushing attack. Ooh. I feel like the Irish are going to shock the world and win this game at home. It would not be a shock to Vegas based on a three-and-a-half-point spread, 
But I think that Notre Dame can muck this thing up to a level that will make it low scoring. And the Notre Dame faithful, maybe, you know, some religious part of it also comes into play at night at Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame's going to win this so game. So do we get a quarterback change during that for Clemson? Uh, I think, I think uh, well, yes, yes. If they're losing in this game late, th- there's going to be a quarterback change. Oh, losing in this game by halftime. I'm mean, not even late, but but I, I still think Clemson wins. If, 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 if religion played a factor, Notre Dame would be Alabama right win now. Win all the time, yeah. Um, I, I so let's just throw that out there. I just or maybe BYU, depending on which way you go. It's so weird to root They're for Notre Dame. They're four and five, Dame. by the way, BYU. And it's so weird for America <laughs> to root for Notre Dame. It's it's very uncomfortable. Why? They're they're. Uh, I, I just, I just uh, you don't like vast, them the there's way. There's a massive majority of Catholics who would disagree with you. No, on why they I know, root for Notre Dame. but non-Catholics generally in America are, are prone to root to against Notre Dame. People like to root the against. The way you root against the well, Yankees me, or Bama or whoever. Let me give you a little lesson about America, all right? People love to root against Notre Dame, but you know what we love more in America? The underdog. Yeah. And we want to see the unbeaten power go down. So know, they will root to... for I will easily flip. I've got parents, aunts and uncles, cousins that all grew up hating Notre Dame and would root against them all the time. When Notre Dame was Notre Dame. When Notre Dame stopped being Notre Dame, which, let's face it, happened when they lost at home to Marshall to fall to 0-2, people started to root for Notre Dame again. Why? They're the underdog. They're the underdog against Clemson. As a Tennessee fan, also, I want Clemson to go sure. down. But America will root for Notre Dame Saturday night. Oh, I Mark know. Mark my word. I, and I will, too. But it's harder for me to flip the switch. And uh, every time we get into any kind of substan- uh, substantial conversation about Notre Dame, I'm compelled to mention, as I'll look into the camera here and mention it, it's not as great an academic institution as all of you people think. Well, it's this not. comes down to football, unfortunately for you. No, I know, it has nothing to do with A, B, define, C, or D. Define you people. Yeah. <laughs> Most people in America think it's a great academic institution. Is it I know not, it's I don't not even about know. that. Where is, it at, is it, where is it in the U.S. News and World Report? I don't know. I don't know, but people think it's a great academic school, and it's not. So the Irish ranked last nationally with just five turnovers forced. Two of them were last week against Syracuse. We're going to need more of that. They're going to get help. need to be contagious. They're going to get help from DJ this week. That is the biggest point of emphasis going into this game. Can their defense do what they did a week ago? If not, I'm going to take take your advice on Alabama, all right, because you've sold me on it. Go ahead. Last night, I tried to tell you guys the Texans are for real (laughs) in this game. I tried to tell you. And you got a 12-point loss. They're going to cover. I said A.J. Brown's going to score. And they're going to cover. Just, I think I need you guys to go with me on this. Chad, I want to, but Notre Dame is going to win at home. Nate, I am going to speak this into existence. He's done a another, better job Alabama me, than you have done. I've tried to get Colin to tell me what me he thinks, but he's not answering my question. Program text. other than Tennessee. I'm getting if who's not for Tennessee. Going. The 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 college football playoff race is exactly the same every year. The picture you have right yeah. now. I'm not buying Notre Dame. I'm buying Tennessee because I've seen it. I've seen it. Did did Tennessee slip up against Kentucky? No. no. Did they uh, let, just keep going? Like not, not even for a little bit. LSU. They no. won forty-four to six. This is. I saw the Marshall matchup against Notre Dame. Yeah. Like it's just. I don't trust them. I trust Tennessee. So that's with all with, that, with all the thing is, Notre, I don't trust Clemson either. But I Notre trust Dabo Sweeney based on the fact that he's predicted to do a big fall off off of last year, and they're fourth right now based on what the committee has seen over TCU, who's seventh. So with all the Notre so, Dame love, let, let me say this also: um, 
flip side of all that. Go ahead. Marcus Freeman <laughs> is not Brian Kelly. <laughs> and I you. talked to some Notre Dame friends of mine about this, and I know it was fun to make fun of Brian Kelly dancing in a weird, like, bro country way to a rap song yeah. with a recruit and him having He's a fake musical. southern accent and all of that. Family. It's all very fun to make fun of that, and I enjoy making fun of that as well. Brian Kelly can coach some damn football. We don't know that yet about Marcus Freeman as a head coach. I'm not saying he's not going to be a great head coach at Notre Dame. We don't know. But I will say, if Brian Kelly's on the sideline for this game, I feel even better about my Notre Dame prediction, right? uh, Yes. At home, I feel a lot better about it. That's not an option. Final thought, though. Like, Alabama survives in close matchups because they're, they're, they're very well coached. They've got the best players at the key positions. For the most part, they win despite not playing their best. Clemson, double overtime against Wake. They trailed Syracuse 21 to 10 going into the fourth quarter. Um, we, we can keep going. Florida State outgained them by 90 yards, but Clemson scored on short fields of 31, 42, and 18. They find ways to win. Can Notre Dame find ways to beat Clemson? I would just put my money with the Tigers here, and that's that's just based on what I've seen on the resume for 2022. Our resident Notre Dame expert cheer, has finally uh, chimed Notre in. Dame. Colin we'll Warner, our radio producer. Her name. His confidence level, I asked him, and he gives me three shamrocks out of five. Okay. Which is that's very nice. middle of the road. Better than two. <laughs> Vegas thinks that too. Slightly better than 2.5 my shamrocks response to Colin's confidence is yeah. it's better than two. <laughs> when right. we come back, our confidence level in Tennessee, Georgia. We'll tell you our predictions. We will go into the weekend with the number one game in college football. That's next on Outkick 360. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Number one versus number three. Tennessee and Georgia between the hedges tomorrow. Outkick 360 rolls on. It's the eve of the big matchup. And we've got plenty of NFL games to recap on Monday as well. Hope you'll join us. We start at 3 o'clock Eastern, 2 o'clock Central. From 6th and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. The Vols are on their way to Athens, Chad, and we received a text during the break. We have breaking news from a very reliable source. We won't name the source. Right. But a very reliable source. This is not made up. This is official. Tennessee blew a tire on the way to Georgia. So they're on the side of the road currently with their team buses on the way down. Um, Someone, in fact, blamed it on the ghost of Vince Dooley, (laughs) that he has crept back up, and now this has happened. You guys won't be surprised to hear this, but if I'm on one of the buses that doesn't blow the tire, I'll be like, yeah, that's a nice thing team-wise for us all to stay here, but... Why don't we go ahead to Athens and the bus that has the blown tire can get the blown tire well, fixed. So apparently now we're hearing that they have fixed it and they're already the reason for that, on the route. Quickly it was fixed. The reason for that is you have a police escort normally. 
fellas, let's. I, I'm fine without a police escort. You guys, try you that. take the police with your time. Try it. Or let's double up the police. The police escort matters a lot uh, at drive time in any major city. Um, and given the fact that fan bases are nuts and they know about the time that and they know the, the they know the tour buses that generally bring the hey hot how long is it going to be before you get that tire fixed on your bus over there because <laughs> i i got that movie i want to watch in athens hey. i got a girl that i know who's visiting me in the, in the well, uh, depending on when they want to go through the atlanta, lobby I'm, I'm assuming they're going the route through atlanta and this, then up up northeast this, to athens this that's is a, a that's a, a nice prime example little, uh, i'm a patient on these trips if you, you have know. a flat tire or whatever it doesn't take long to get these fixed, based on the fact that the police are with you. you know, They're going to get this done for you. Also, you guys should be saying, well, what do I care? I'm asleep. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> it's also fixed already so, quickly. By the way, it's funny I bring up Vince Dooley. Barrett Salee just now posts Georgia to wear a jersey patch honoring legendary Bulldogs coach Vince Dooley also against Tennessee. How do you decide between a jersey patch or a helmet sticker? And which one is mm. more Jersey patch prideful. is way more impactful. Way more impactful? Yes. It's sewn in. Yeah. Sewn in. It's much more prominent. You put some on the back Shoulder of the helmet. or? Oh, chest. Uh, chest. Chest. chest over, over the heart. Over, over the left. Uh, yeah, over the heart. I right there so. on the chest. So now if, uh, if somebody gets a helmet sticker, I'm going to think they don't really care about that guy. Yeah, helmet so, stickers are... Not as good. Buckeye. Here's where I'm coming down on Tennessee-Georgia tomorrow. I'm taking Tennessee to cover. Um, eight? Right, eight now, and a half. right now it's eight. If I'm taking Tennessee to cover, mentally I'm telling myself, Tennessee's winning the game. No. Tennessee's you're winning the game. telling yourself they're going to be within eight. Because it opened at 12 and it stopped at eight. So Vegas and the betting public believes that the Bulldogs' defense is winning the game. I think the Bulldogs' offense has to win the game. And while I believe in Stetson Bennett, unlike many of the betting public, because they're betting on the defense, not the offense, Brock Bowers and Bennett are a problem. But I think we're overlooking the fact that Tennessee has scored against everyone. And if Georgia does it, they're the outlier in the whole path to what we've seen. So it's either a shootout and Tennessee wins close, or Georgia wins close, excuse me. Or it's a shootout, and Tennessee makes this like a two-possession game with two minutes left in the fourth. So I, I'm i going Tennessee on the money line right now based on Atta how boy. I felt all week. If I'm taking the points, I should take the money line. Because I, it's, it's either a well, two it's minus 110 or plus 220, so but that's it's a either, big cash But difference. it's either a two-possession game or it is a tight window ball. I do not see Georgia blowing out Tennessee. I can see it. And blowout is whatever you want to call it. I would say two possessions here because yeah, it's number one touchdowns. versus number three. Um, and maybe that's not a blowout. Maybe, again, like it's not a last-second field goal. It is for Georgia. I don't think it is for Tennessee in this game. So Tennessee's am I, am I crazy? Had, Tennessee's had no. two games away from home all year. One was at Pitt, not the – harshest of environments right number two was at lsu at 11 a.m and it literally from the opening kick lsu fans were out of it because they muffed the opening kick tennessee recovered and scored quickly. and they were sober this is a very different environment yeah. they're going in i know tennessee fans want to make fun of it i get it tennessee's a louder and better environment at neyland when things are going well than georgia is but home field is going to win this game for georgia just like we sat at Neyland Stadium and I thought, 
it feels like this crowd won't let this team lose tonight when things were going well. I think Hidden Hooker's going to shine. I think Tennessee's going to score some points. I think Georgia's got better players, quite frankly, across the board. They do. They've got a more dynamic player on offense in Brock Bowers. It's not about the. They've got a quarterback who can make plays on his own in Stetson Bennett. Yeah. Tennessee does have deficiencies on defense, even though they've been able to mask some of that throughout the year. I think it's a very good game. I think it's a close game. I think Georgia wins at 38-34. I think it, Tennessee builds on what it has done. It builds on the Bama game. Georgia is not as good defensively it was as it was in the past. Tennessee takes that game last year where it didn't do as well, where you were talking about Hendon Hooker overthrew some he receivers did. who had gotten open. Well, he's better. The receivers are better. Georgia's not as good. Tennessee will do better in the red zone. I think they win it, and I don't. I'm not saying they win it handily, but I think it's not a last-second play. That's uh, that's kind of how I feel. Like it's um, it's just a confidence level that this team brings with Josh Heupel and company, and it's a scheme. They don't have to have better players one through forty-four. Agree, agree. They they, they this, have to have the best execution yeah. on offense, and I think they can do that. I let's, really do. Let's look at every game this year and just look at what to expect. Um, if George, They won't in this setting, but if Georgia plays like they did at Missouri, which is their worst performance of the year, Tennessee houses them. Yes. That won't happen, but Tennessee's worst performance is Pitt, and I think even that performance – could keep them within striking distance. I cannot of wait. Georgia. That's how good Tennessee's been all year. It that is, is how good they've been consistently. Here we go. Tennessee, Georgia. We've got plenty of NFL to react to on Monday as well. Hope you'll join us for Outkick 360 live here at 6th and Peabody, 3 o'clock Eastern. We start Don't on Monday. Don't block the box. Lock your locks. Have a great weekend. See ya.